Welcome to your real estate guru and lots of technical troubles this morning. Here we go. You know, in the world of computers and internet, if you haven't had technical problems, you haven't had a computer more than a day because that's exactly what happens. You end up with technical troubles right at the moment that you're ready to do something like a go live, your show, or you need to talk to someone, you want to go on Zoom or send an email, whatever it is. Well, you'll have technical problems. It's almost inevitable that it will happen. Anyway, thank you so much for bearing with me. Well, I saw had to restart the whole system. I don't know what happened, but you know the bugs get into the system and they start in, and and there there you go. It finally resulted in me having to just simply restart everything. So anyway, w- welcome to December 9th. and wow, we've got a package to talk about today. The Oregon Legislature is having a special session right now. Right, they're in a special session. Now, and that special session is all of, well, it's about a few things. The one I want to talk about today is landlord and renter relief packages. Now, we've been in this landlord rental relief package thing now for a year and a half, almost two years. They keep extending it. You know, this includes things like you can't evict. For cause, really evicting for cause, and I'm getting this right, by the way, evicting for cause is really out the window. Nobody gets to evict for cause anymore. There are no causes that you can really rely on. Possibly, maybe non-payment. But all they have to do is, is declare COVID and, well, that puts a moratorium against that, and they're into the moratorium of, of not being being evicted. So being evicted for causes, I don't know of any causes that you, you can rely upon. It's the non-cause that has been relied upon so far. Isn't that great? Using language of the non-cause. Who comes up with this stuff? So you can evict for non-cause. Non-cause is you have a rental home. You've sold it to somebody, and they are purchasing it to live in it. So it's going to be owner-occupied. That would be a non-cause, but can happen. There are some of these happening, no doubt. You have to be careful to dot your eye on what's going on. But Oregon is looking to extend the relief package. Now, the relief package it, they're, they're wanting from the governor's office is $100 million. Now, I, I know some people in the legislature are going to say that that's nothing more than budget dust. You know, I it really bothers me when people start calling $100 million budget dust. Is it really budget dust? It's $100 million. I know we have a system of billions. But still, $100 million is a lot of, a lot of dollars. That, that's a lot of bills sitting out there. So they're wanting $100 million. What would this $100 million do? Well, currently, we're out of money in the relief program. And how it works is a renter can say they, they, they have a coronavirus, COVID-19 
19 problem and applied to it, and then their rent gets covered. Now, at the very beginning of this, the rent was covered back to the landlord at only 80%. That was changed last year. That was changed, I believe, either late summer or early fall when the legislature said, no, we're going to pay, pay the landlords 100% of what was owed to them under the package. And that package of money, and I'm sorry, I don't remember what it was, ran out. And people were on the waiting list of some sort, or they stopped the process of application, is what I should say, of being able to apply it because they're out of money. So if they put another $100 million into this, that would allow renters to say, look, I can't pay my rent. This coronavirus thing is a problem. Now, this is notwithstanding the historic amount of jobs. I'd like to hear what you have to say about this. The historic amount of jobs that are available right now. I mean, it's thousands. Thousands of jobs that are available. If you want a job right now, in Oregon for sure, and in Washington, but mostly across the United States, if you want a job, it is available to you. It may not be your perfect job. It might not be the job of your dreams. It might not be your career choice. But there are lots of jobs available. I've had to do, oh my, oh my goodness, I've had to do a lot of jobs in my lifetime. And I know you have as well. But I certainly am right there with you. I've had to do a lot of jobs in my lifetime. And a whole bunch of them weren't things that I wanted to do. But we do it to make a living. We do it because we are in a capitalist country and we support ourselves to the best that we can when possible. And if there's jobs available, that's what we go after. So right now, rental relief. People can't make their rent, coronavirus. They, they, they make an application. If they open this back up, then people will be able to be accepted through an application process. And then the landlord can apply and get paid for the rental relief that couldn't be paid through the renter themselves through this process. They're looking to extend this to June. June of 2022. Now, we've had other extensions. And they've said at different times, oh, we won't extend it or there, there'll be minor things happening here and there. And now we're looking at yet another extension, possibly till June of 2022 with another hundred million, hundred million dollars. That, that's just an incredible amount of money. Maybe not to a state, but it certainly is an incredible amount of money. A hundred million dollars to be put into the pot. Now, with a hundred million dollars out there in the pot, renters would be allowed to apply. Landlords would be allowed to apply to, to have their relief. So the renters would get their assistance program. The landlords would get their relief and all would be happy. Well, we think, of course, in the state of Oregon, that's where your tax dollars are being spent. 
Now, this is notwithstanding the state being in terrific financial condition at this point. So, and maybe they're looking to spend some money to help the people. You know, they are supposed to help the people. Is this the kind of help that you believe our government should be doing? I would love to hear from you in the comments on, is this the kind of help you would expect from government in real estate to help the people? Or would you rather have money given back to you or taxes lowered or you know, a, another thousand ideas, I'm sure that can be floated out there fairly rapidly. I would like to hear from you. Is this how the government should be helping? Now, to me, the answer is no, I don't like it. But that's to me. I'd like to hear from you what you think about this. And I am for helping people. Believe me, I am for helping people. But this seems to be going on and on and on and on. And it's all being under the under the guise of the coronavirus that we have to continue helping. When do we get back to a normal economy? When do we get back to something that is more capitalistic? When do we get back to people go to work and 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 pay their debts. And if you can't pay your debts, you look for something cheaper to live in, or you look for other resources that might be out there instead of an overarching plan and program of this nature. Now, but again, I am for some pro of these programs. Absolutely. We, we cannot ever be a hundred percent capitalistic. We have to have some social programs that are out there. Believe me, we have to have some social programs. It is imperative that we have them to help the people, to help the impoverished, to help people that are down on their luck, that aren't even necessarily impoverished. They just need a helping hand. And I'm for that. My, what I wonder would like to hear from you is, is this the kind of helping hand that we currently need? And this is currently in special session of our Oregon legislature being argued now. And is this where we need to be going with, with real estate help for landlords and tenants? Let me tell you, I've been, I've been a landlord for a lot of years. Landlords are not the wealthy cats out there. A lot of landlords lose money until they sell their home. The only time for a whole bunch of them that they make anything is at the sale of their home. Yes, the, the rental check helps pay the initial mortgage, but that is not the only expense going on with a rental home. There's all of the upkeep and taxes and general maintenance going on, as well as just things that simply break and you have, you know, a furnace goes out and that can be a bunch of money. So for a whole bunch of landlords out there, the time that they actually make money in this is at the sale of, of the property. After holding on for quite a few years, often, and they sell and, and attempt to roll back in these some profits to their self after holding on 
and putting their labor out, their expenses out, their time, their efforts, and keeping this rolling forward. Now, one might think that this also, and, and it's a good argument, that it is good for the landlord because they're getting 100% of their dollars paid to them and it's so difficult for landlords to hold on. And it's difficult for, for renters too, by the way. Absolutely in recognition of that. If you're out of work today and things are going poorly for you, and there's assistance programs, you absolutely should apply. Absolutely, you should apply. You're not the fault or the problem. We are looking at over, a much larger overarching system as to where to best spend dollars. And that's why we are in a representative republic. We vote people in to represent the needs of the people. And they are there in, in the Oregon legislature right now arguing exactly this. Would love to know your thoughts on this. Okay, so mo moving moving towards some tips and tricks for the day, by the way. And I want to get a couple, couple things in there. But the Oregon legislature, certainly something you should be logging into, taking a look at, and know what's going on with your money, your dollars. Take a close look at it. So moving over to tips and tricks for the day, looking at mass emails. I will tell you right up front, so our topic on tips and tricks is mass emails. I'm not a fan of mass emails. I don't think that mass emails necessarily do well. And I'm talking about mass emails where people send to hundreds, even thousands of people in their pipeline. I don't think the response that you can get in, in a mass communication does so well. Now, maybe you can ferret that down, weed it down to where you're only sending to like small groups of 15 or 20. You will do much better. I would like to know your thoughts on working your pipeline to build your business. I always want to have something in the broadcast about building your business. Of course, there's the hot news of the day and building your business. I'm concerned of helping you build your business. I'm not convinced that mass email is the way to go. Would like to hear from, from you about your thoughts on mass email. Has it worked for you? How have you done it? How have you made it work? How have you crafted a message that is able to hit a population so large? By the way, I will get back to you. Post something. I promise to get back to you. I monitor it throughout the day. I promise to get back to you. I would love to hear your posts on mass emails and how you're doing it. And what do you consider a mass email? Is it 20, 100, 1,000, thousands? Let me know in the, in the comment section. What do you consider a mass communication? I have sent to as many as 10,000. It didn't get me the results I had hoped. In fact, I've done it on multiple occasions. It absolutely did not get the results I had hoped because it was 
not crafted individually based. I'm a believer that if you possibly can send in emails individual with video, I think video, and I've spoke about it many, many times, including I think yesterday, video is hot right now and it's not going away. Embed video into your email. Video is absolutely such a wonderful way to touch your clientele. It is highly personal. You can use a board, a, a little whiteboard, and you can put the person's name on it. So you're actually aiming it at the person you're sending it to. Now, if, if you're sending it to a group of people, instead of using the name, I would use the category of what it is. Like in hot investment home at 123 Main Street, and you're aiming that at some investors, and it's a small group. You can do that, and I've had some good results doing that. I would also like to hear from you. Have you aimed it at smaller groups? Have you used video in your communication to effectively work on your business? Because we know video in email, video in text, video uh, in links headed over to the web, or certainly in YouTube, like I'm doing right live YouTube, things like this. It's hot. This is active live communication doing it this way. They can also be replayed later. Growing your business through advising is wonderful. And keeping on board with advising through an email string or sending out a an email that, that would be an advisory email with a video. You notice I have to put the video in there because I am just in love with video because of the response rate that it gives. People like video. They, they like to see you. They won't necessarily answer you in video, and that's okay. Uh, a lot of people don't want to be seen. They're, they're, there's and, and they may not have the camera or the 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 data stream to pull off a video in, in response. That that's that's fine. So I would always be careful in asking someone to respond in video. Uh, you'll get limited, at least I've received limited response in getting people to respond to me in video. But sending it out by video, your email is terrific that way. Sending out a mass email with video also could work. It's a harder message to craft the larger the audience. Because the larger the audience, the less these people have to do with each other. I would like to hear from you on this topic of what have you done to work your pipeline efficiently? How are you working your pipeline efficiently? It takes all of us time in our day. And we only have 20, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. To repeat what's been said so many times, you know, we all have the same the same seven days a week and 24 hours a day to, to work our, our businesses and lives. But how are you doing it to be efficient? 
How are you staying in front of people? How are you working your business when it comes to the mass pipe? I'm not talking about the hot leads. So, let me go back on this because some of you might think that I'm talking about the hot leads. I'm talking about the general leads that you have that haven't even necessarily become clients yet. You know, there's the lead and that's just, you know, the John Doe's of the world that you don't really know so well. You know a little bit about them. Maybe they asked about 123 Main Street. So you got some scintilla idea of an area or type of house they want, but it's very slim. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people you don't have the personal relationship with yet. You don't necessarily have their motive, which understanding motive is huge, you guys. You've got to understand motive. You plan to have a relationship with someone. You need to understand the motive of the person and persons that you are dealing with. You've got to. In order to build my business, my wife and I, we once upon a time, we had to understand we need to be involved in people's lives. You can't just say, oh, I'm selling you a house. Get, get out of here. It's not that. That's, that's not how you're going to build a business. You're going to build a business because you show that you care. And you want to be involved with that person. Show that you actually love your business. I love real estate. I do this because I want to do it. This is my choice of career. And I'll tell you what, I dearly, dearly love it. And I love helping you build your business. In any way that I per possibly can give you advice to help you build your business, that's what I want to be involved in. Now, we have courses to help do exactly this. I have a course coming live here shortly. I keep talking about it. It is going to be live here shortly. We'll be sending out links to it called Kickstarter. Whether you've been in the business for a day or 10 years, you may need to kickstart your business. How do you get leads into your pipeline? Maybe you don't have many leads in your pipeline, or maybe you have a whole bunch and don't know how to persuade them to convert them into a client. Kickstarter will do exactly that for you. It will help you fill your pipeline and it'll help you learn how to convert leads into clients, into sales, into dollars, into your bank account. But you'll do this because you love the business. This isn't a short thing of, oh, tomorrow I have dollars. That's not how real estate works. You know, we all know we all know something about real estate, and many many of you that watch this have been at it for a long time. I started doing real estate on a personal level, not license level, a personal when I was 19 years old. I love it. And you know you don't get profits from real estate in a day. That's just not how real estate works. It is one of the greatest careers you can ever have. 
but understanding how to work the career, where to work in the career, and how to extract the relationship and the motivation from people so that you can work with them. You know, how do you ever make it to where you know somebody that you didn't know a few days ago? There's a method to this. I'm not trying to make all these people your personal friend, but you do have to show that you care. You know, this is the one thing at the big box store, and I'll just call them out, you know, the the, uh, the the Walmarts of the world, the Kmarts, the whoever. Is Kmart even still in business? I'm not, I'm not sure. I think they went the, the path of Sears. <laughs> anyway, the Walmarts of the world, the, the Targets of the world, the large box stores, they don't have the personal relationship. They don't know the motivation of their people. What they can do is they can offer a great price on a product line. You probably can't compete on their great price. But there's something that they will never compete with you. And it's the best that can ever be. And that's personalized service. Personalized service. Wow. Isn't that what we all really want? We go somewhere, we order a hamburger, and and as, as my wife would say, she wants it. She wants her burger, or her usually a chicken chicken burger. She wants it dry, and no sides on it. So no sides and dry. She just wants the, the well add cheese. So she wants the bun, cheese, and chicken. That's it. She doesn't want the mayo, the 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 mustard, the onions, the tomatoes, all that, the lettuce. She doesn't want all that. I want it all. Well. I don't care for the lettuce. It's, it's a little bitter for me. Nevertheless, nevertheless, she wants all of that. And then when she orders her burger and she gets it back and it, com it comes back with all of it after spending time to order it. They did not value what she was asking for. It's not really a personalized service. Oh, they say they'll do it. And sometimes you get lucky and she'll get exactly what, what she asked for. But that is because they, by and large, are not valuing the personal service. What you can do to your clients, to your leads to become clients, is you can value them to become clients. And that's what the Kickstarter program will help you do so well. It will fill your pipeline with leads. Then we will convert them into clients and convert them into sales, whether that's selling their home or helping them purchase a home, whichever side that they are on. And often it's both sides. For many sellers, they're also buying something else and you can help them on both sides, but you won't help them with both sides unless you understand their motivation and what's going on. I have talked to a lot of sellers and they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, it's uh, ABC Realty. It's selling my house, and I'm looking to buy this over here. And I say, I'll say to them, why aren't you using ABC to help you buy this house over here? They never asked. So we thought we'd look for somebody. Wow. They just walked away from probably another $10,000 check that they could have just because they didn't get involved with their clientele and understand 
You've got to be involved. I'm here to build your business with you. And the Kickstarter program that we are launching here in just a few days does exactly that. Don't miss your opportunity to be involved in Kickstarter. It will build your business. You guys, this is your real estate guru, and this is Real Estate Daily with your guru, and I will be talking with you tomorrow. Take care, guys.